Welcome to the weekly message from Rama Family Church. It is our hope that as you listen to this message, you will come to know Jesus better and be established in your faith and equipped for the work of the ministry. You can view the sermon notes and listen online at rama.org.au forward slash media. We're, we're doing this series. It's only two weeks long, and it's called The Born Supremacy. And here's our text scripture, 1 John 5 and verse 4. It's, for whatever is born of God overcomes the world. Whatever is born of God overcomes the world. So the first thing we want to do is define like born. So born, which everyone was physically born, that's why we're all here. So it's brought into life by birth. So we know Jesus told Nicodemus that you must be born again because Nicodemus was already there physically, but he wasn't born again spiritually. So being brought into life, having certain qualities or characteristics from the time of birth. So as soon as somebody gets born again spiritually, immediately they have certain qualities or characteristics from the time of birth. If Jesus is your Lord here, the second you were born again, you had qualities and characteristics that came in by the Holy Ghost into your life, impartations immediately as soon as you were born again. And then uh, supremacy, that, the definition of that word, it's the quality or state of having more power, authority, or status than anyone else. The state of being supreme. So I like what the Bible says, you know, of course, if you're born of God, you're going to overcome, but greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. So we have the greater one on the inside of us. That's why we can overcome. So, you know, we, we call this the born supremacy, and you know that the Jason Bourne movies. So, you know, Jason Bourne, before he became Jason Bourne, his name was David Webb. You know, and David Webb, he was just the guy, you know, and then he had this transformation, and they trained him and did all this stuff, and he became Jason Bourne. They changed his mind. So before he became Jason Bourne, he wasn't that great a fighter. He couldn't even, he couldn't run as far. He couldn't fight as good. He couldn't think. You know, once he became Jason Bourne, he, he could think his way out of all these problems, almost like doing impossible things. Can't find him. He can go undercover. Where's Jason Bourne? You know, and, and even like sometimes myself, I feel like, you know, like when I came in today and I looked, I saw, man, I know every car in the parking lot. I, I know I've already memorized all the license plates and all that. Like, how did I get like this? No. But that, that's like part of the, you know, if you, that's in the movie, right? But that's kind of like, hey, you know, you get born again. And as soon as you get born again and Jesus is your Lord, you can start dealing with situations in life that you previously could not deal with. Now, here's the thing. You can educate yourself, and, and it's very possible to be very successful in the world with education and skills. And thank God for that. You know, even if you're a Christian, it's good to have education and skills. So education and skills help us get along out there in the secular world. Very good. But there's people that have great education and great skills, and they're actually very wealthy, and they don't know how to deal with a situation in their marriage, or they don't know how to deal with depression, and they don't know how to deal with oppression. They don't know how to find joy because they got all this money, but they don't have joy. So, you know, you, we, we need both of them. We, you want education, you want skills and all those things, but you also want to be able to deal with the situations of life. So when you're born again, uh, as soon as we come into the kingdom of God, we're, it, that's, the Bible says then we become an overcomer. So we want to talk a little bit about that today, okay? So that scripture, one, one more time looking at it, for whatever is born of God overcomes the world. Okay, so week one, we're to, that's today, 
and we got a little time left, we're going to talk about born, which is position and privilege. We're going to talk about our position and privilege today. Then next week, we're going to talk about supremacy. That's seating and ruling. So we're going to just break it up into two parts. But be, so let's get right at it today. Let's talk about this, answer this question. Why do people need a new birth? So all of us in here that are Christians, we already were born again and we already have that. You could be in with us today and maybe Jesus isn't your Lord. This is really good for you. This is like, I really encourage you to listen to this. Uh, if, you're, if Jesus isn't your Lord, this is what the Bible, how the Bible describes a person that doesn't have Jesus as Lord. Here's the first thing, uh, dead in sins. And you see that in Ephesians 2.5. It says, even when we were dead in sins. So somebody that doesn't know Jesus as Lord, they're dead in their sins. They're physically alive like Nicodemus was in the Bible, but they're spiritually dead, okay? And then the second thing is uh, spiritual understanding. Somebody that doesn't know Jesus as Lord, it says they having the understanding darkened, uh, alienated. Uh, the, th the third thing is, uh, well, let's back up there, just say a few things about that, number two. They're just, you know, people that can have all these skills in education, as I said, because their understanding's darkened, they don't understand spiritual things. They don't understand God. They don't understand the things of the Spirit. Uh, the third one, alienated and without hope. Ephesians 4 and verse 18, uh, being alienated from God. That, that's somebody that doesn't have Jesus as Lord. The Bible actually says they're alienated from God. And then look at verse, uh, chapter 2 and verse 12. It says, in those days you were living apart from Christ. You live in this world without God and without hope. So living in the world without Jesus Christ as Lord means you're without God. And without hope now that's pretty strong and I realized maybe maybe you're with us and you you have a different background and you say are you trying to say that I can't have God if I don't have Jesus well the Bible says that and I I only say what the Bible says but if you just uh, open up your heart and listen to this when Jesus walked on the earth he said this he said I am the way and I am the truth and I am the life no man can come to the Father except through me so that we're just preaching what that says there. So it says if you're without Jesus Christ and then you're in the world, you're actually without God and without hope. I know I was one time without God and without hope. I belonged to a big denomination. It's one of the biggest in the world. And when I found out you must be born again, I didn't get offended. Okay? The first step is don't get offended. You know, I opened up my heart. I grew up this way. My parents grew up this way. My grandparents grew up this way. It's, it's been in our family. We're Italian, man. All of Italians are this way. And then I heard, you must be born again. And I thought, what are you trying to say there? You know, you're trying to say that all, all of us have been wrong, you know. But here's the thing. You know, everybody in that situation, you can actually fall into, you can belong to something that doesn't actually teach or preach it, but you can actually find the Lord in it. And I know there's many people around the world that they have a relationship with the Father and Jesus, and they didn't get it from what they heard preached, Okay. Now, with our case, we did not have that. And I, had, I got it somewhere else. I found out about Jesus somewhere else. I found out you must be born again in a different location. Okay? Here's the fourth thing. Uh, lost uh, people that don't have Jesus, it's like they, they've lost their position. Luke chapter 4 and verse 5. Uh, it says, And the devil took him up and showed him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. And then look at verse 6. And said to him, to you I will give all this authority and their glory, for it has been delivered to me, and I give it to whom I will. Now that's very interesting. 
and just breaking that down to make it simple, when God created Adam and Eve, he gave them the authority. He gave them the position. They, had, they were number one in the world with authority. And then Adam sinned. And then what happened? There was an exchange, okay? And there was, there was this exchange where then Adam went down and the devil went up and he got the authority and the position that uh, belonged to Adam. So the devil's actually telling Jesus when he's on the earth, listen, I have the authority here on the earth and I can give it to whoever I want to. That's crazy. So people that don't know Jesus as Lord, they, they walk around, spiritually speaking, in a low place. Like you can be a billionaire and everyone worshiping you for how you became a billionaire, but if Jesus isn't your Lord, you're still walking around in a low place, spiritually speaking, okay? Um, and then uh, look at another one here. Uh, number five is they, they fell, anybody that doesn't know Jesus fell short of God's glory. And you see that in Romans 3 and verse 23. For, for um, all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. So anybody that doesn't have Jesus as Lord, it's like you're fallen and you're in a lower place and you don't have that, you, you don't even have the glory of God in your life, okay? So all mankind, they, you know, they lost their glory and their elevated position. So I know I'm moving fast, but here's a summary for you, okay? So here's what we talked about. <laughs> um, Anybody that doesn't know Jesus, they're spiritually, spiritually dead in our, their sins. I shouldn't put our sins because we know the Lord. Spiritually dead in their sins, uh, spiritual understanding darkened, separated or alienated from God, without hope, no position of authority, fallen from uh, their place of glory and authority. So that's actually a description of this group of people. Now, here's some of the effects that that has. And I know I, I walked for 23 years like this. So um, one of the practical things with that category that doesn't know Jesus is Lord is they can be influenced to do wrong by greater or lesser degrees. Now, what, what I mean by that is I had six brothers. And uh, my oldest brother thought he was really good when we told him that he needed to get saved. He goes, I don't do anything wrong. But his thing is like he did have pornography books hidden between his mattresses that I knew about. But he said that, and then I said, what about that? And he goes, that's the only thing I do wrong. So he was a little bit more work, but he's born again now, and he's, he's been in church for 30 plus years. But he was a little more work because he thought he was good. But then I had my two brothers, Joe, Joe and Mike. They pastor churches now. They were the worst ones. Joe was like, he, he just liked to basically go out and get in fights and he was a good fighter, and he would like to beat people to a pulp. That was what he liked to do. My brother, Mike, who pastors, he, he was sold drugs. Joe was a crook, too. You know, he, he was also a crook. <laughs> he stole things. Mike was a, in a gang, and he liked to sell drugs. They pastor now. You know, that's just part, like, story. But see, to, you know, to greater and lesser degrees, you know, so my brother... You know, was my bro oldest brother wasn't that great. So then you got serial killers. We never killed, our no one in our family ever killed anyone. But there's people that yield and they kill people. You know, so what, what am I saying? It's like somebody that doesn't know the Lord, they're very out there to have influence to do things, okay, because of their separation from God. And then people, another practical effect is thinking from the de de uh, dethroned place. So when you get, when Adam sinned, mankind got dethroned and not knowing Jesus means people think from a lower place 
So like I said, they can have great education and they can make it in the secular world, but when it comes to the things of God and spiritual things and even dealing with issues of life, uh, and there are some education things out there that you can do for your marriage, but there's nothing like having the power of God and God's word and everything and God's wisdom for a marriage. It's the best thing ever. You know, but there are things that people have out there. But, so people that don't have that, they just walk in a lower place, okay? Um, and that place, is, it's like there's spiritual short-sightedness. They don't see the big picture sometimes. They don't know the root of problems. Like there's, there's a root to every problem. And by the Holy Ghost and God's wisdom, you can get to roots and, and kill things at the root. God is so awesome that way. Uh, and then not knowing the Lord, you know, it, you're not able to communicate with God. Without, without that relationship, it's hard to communicate. You, you know, it's almost, well, the Bible says you're without God and alienated. So communicating with God is very difficult without a relationship with Jesus. Uh, then uh, the eternal hope, that's hope out there in the future. Um, even, even though, like I said, even the, a successful or wealthy person, they always wonder, you know, when I die, what's going to happen? Where am I going to go without Jesus? What about all this money that I made? What, you know, what's going to happen with all that? But, you know, when you find Jesus as Lord, you never think about that. You have eternal hope. It's out there, you know. Somebody that doesn't know the Lord can be dominated by the devil. It's another thing. Dominated by the devil. And uh, that's, there's so many people out there, they go, why do bad things happen? Why does God do that? You know, and see, the thing, the thing is that, like, once you get into the kingdom and you find out about God and you find out about the devil, God is good, the devil's bad. Jesus came to give life and life more abundantly. The devil comes to kill, steal, and destroy. It's really clear. Well, uh, you start to understand those things, but people that don't understand that, you know, they blame God for everything. God did this, you know, cyclone. Why did God send the cyclone? Uh, I lost my job. Why did God get me fired? You know, why did this happen? You know, and people start thinking real squirrely, and it doesn't line up with really what truth is. And th that's life without the Lord Jesus and not knowing God. Okay, uh, so, and then the last thing is that when you do accomplish something, the only glory someone really obtains is that of their own self. Like, look what I did. Look what I did. Look what I accomplished. You know, and when you come into the kingdom, it's like, hallelujah. Thank you, Father God. You gave me a brain. And so I, I, I thank you for my... Well, like I'm saying, you know, like a person that's really intelligent, sometimes I, I make a big thing out of certain ethnic groups seem to be more gifted up here than others, you know? And I say that from living on four continents, you know? But, hey, you know, I'm not in one of those ethnic groups that I really respected or very intelligent, but thank God when I came into the kingdom, he helped me. <laughs> I, I wasn't born that way. <laughs> You know, and, uh, and, and God will do that, man. Like, you come in and you get wisdom from God, you know. So these two scriptures just describe what I just said real quickly, like Ephesians 1 uh, through 3. This is what it's like without Jesus in the world. It says, and you were dead in trespasses and sins in which you were, in which once you walked following the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now works in the sons of disobedience, among whom we all once lived, notice for Christians, it's past tense, in the passions of our flesh, carrying out the, our desires, the desires of our body and mind, and were by nature children of wrath like the rest of mankind. So that's like describing what it's like without the Lord Jesus. So what did God want to do then? Okay, what did God want to do? Well, here's what God wanted to do. Uh, his plan was, first of all, give us life again because we were alienated from his life, enlighten our understanding, thank God for spiritual understanding, connect us back to himself, and raise us back up to our place of glory and authority. 
That's what he wants to do. So today we just want to quickly talk about some of this. So we're going to talk about position and privilege, being born. And when you get born again, you get your position and you get your position restored and all your privileges restored. So position, it, that's where we are ranked in authority. There's like an authority chain uh, out in the realm of the spirit. And position is we, where we are ranked in, author in the authority chain after our new birth. So there's like this authority chain out there. You know, you got God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. You know, you got them, you know. But then we find out where we are once we get saved. And, you know, we're pretty high up there. You know, we, I don't want to get ahead, but we're seated in heavenly places with Jesus Christ. You know, we'll, we'll look at that real soon. And then privilege, that's like our benefits because of our birth into the kingdom. Like our benefits because of our new birth. All right, so here's, here's what we'll do real quickly. Answer this question. I was just doing some Googling, like why build cities on hills? Why, why do... Like, because I, I thought, you know, we lived in Europe for 10 years in Italy and how beautiful Italy is. E, e molto bella. <laughs> Italia, you know. And, and they have all these cities that are um, on hills and, and they're, they got walls, like big walls built around them. And, and so I was just Googling and I came up with this. There's a, a church called Golden Hills Community Church. I don't even know uh, what country it's in, but they had this about, I, I ran across this and they said, ancient people built on hills not in the valley because they could defend themselves better on high ground on top of the hills they added high and large stone walls to make it even harder for their enemies to get into the city to kill or capture them or their families and so that's what the ancient societies did because it was a way to protect themselves and a way to fight better so in other words position is a big thing like ranking and, and where you are how you're elevated, you know, when it comes to do battle. So before, like, there were airplanes and radar in the military, you know, this is the way that the ancient societies did it. We don't have to be concerned now because we have radar, we have airplanes, and no one can sneak up on us. But back then, they made sure, even if somebody was going to sneak up on them, if they're up on a hill, they can see those people uh, sneaking, even sneaking up on them, okay? So here's the scripture that in Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 5 and 6, it says, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ, by grace have you been saved, and raised up with him and seated with us, uh, with him in the heavenly places in Christ. I don't know if I read that right, but we're going to look at it one more time. So here's the first thing we want you to notice, that even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive with Christ. So we want to point out that those people that we're, we've talked about that don't know the Lord Jesus, once that's all of us, most of us, that we, once we accept him, first thing is we're made alive together with him. So we're all been made alive, you know, God solving the problem of Adam's sin and fall. And then the next thing that we want to notice there is it says raised, up, raised us up with him and seated us with him. So what we're talking about today is position and privilege. So what you notice there is we get our, like we get life back in us, but then we get our, we get position back too. So in other words, uh, where we once walked in a low place, we now walk in a high place. So even though we're walking on the, phys we're fi I'm physically walking here like this, spiritually speaking, my spiritual rank and position is I'm seated in heavenly places in Christ. That's my spiritual rank or position. That's anybody that knows the Lord Jesus. It, that's where, we, where we're seated, okay? 
So even with that in mind, here's, what we, here's a thought. The raising up has to do with authority rank. So when you become a Christian, you are raised up, and your rank, your authority rank. There was an exchange when Adam sinned. Adam, mankind went down and the devil went up. There's an exchange when you accept Jesus as Lord. Okay, you go up. Now the devil's still in the earth, but supremacy, remember, we have more than he has. Now greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. So there's this new exchange. The new birth brings a new exchange. Okay, and then the seating has to do with our privileges. Kings sit on thrones. So if you just picture yourself, even though we're walking on the earth, you're, you know, we're seated in heavenly places with Jesus Christ. It's like each one of us have a throne. Now, I'm seated on my throne, but being on my throne doesn't mean I can come into your home and boss your wife around. Or control you even. We're not here to control each other. We're here to, to help each other. You know, but we each individually have a throne. And from that place, we can do business with God, okay? So, uh, even just an example of how important this is, and, and we'll uh, not be much longer, but we'll, we'll get it in. It's, it's, going, it's going good, guys. So, so, you know, most of you know that I had six brothers, and one of, one of the brothers did go home to be with the Lord, uh, the one in between me and Joe, the crook and the boxer. You know, the, the one in between us. But um, so the one that went home to be with the Lord, he got epilepsy, you know, and when he got epilepsy, we took, he got real depressed and wanted to commit suicide. And we took him to like the church we went to and to the leader there. And, you know, so every one of the churches can be different, so I'm not bashing a, a, a denomination. Please don't take that that way. But the particular one we attended, that one, the, the, the guy in charge there, he said, well, you're special, and God gave you this cross to carry of epilepsy, and he couldn't really trust anyone else except you with it, so that's why he gave you the epilepsy, and we didn't know any better, so we bought into it. Oh, that must be the way God is, and then, then my brother was, he drowned. He had a seizure near a lake, and he fell into the lake, and he drowned, and then after he fell into the lake, and he drowned, we had a funeral, and then the priest told us, hey, you know, God took your brother. And we didn't know any better, so we thought, well, God gives people epilepsy and he kills people. You know, he drowns them. You know, we didn't know any better. So you understand that we're walking in this low place. We're, we're alienated from God. We, we didn't, so we handled, like I gotta have to say about God, the grace of God came on us and I really still don't know how we handled that. It's like some, we, we weren't Christians and something came on us to handle my brother dying uh, before knowing the Lord. And I just have to say, God is so good that he even helped us. Something just came on us. So even though we're, we didn't know, understand spiritual things, we were alienated from God, but somehow we got through that whole thing, you know, and came out on the other side. But then uh, what happened is we got saved. We got born again and no longer alienated from God. And then we start getting into the Bible and the Word of God, and we start learning about God, and we start learning about what he does, and we found out the devil was bad and God was good, and then we realized the devil gave our brother sickness and epilepsy. God didn't give it to him. The cross in the Bible that we, says to carry your cross, that's God's plan and purpose for your life. It's not sickness and disease. Read it. Look at it. Look at the context there. 
It has nothing to do with carrying anything, sickness or disease. That's God's plan. We all are supposed to pick up our cross and find out the plan and purpose God has for us. You know, so we found we start finding all those things out. You know, why why is this important? Because while we were walking down in this low place, man, and when you're in that low place, you can believe anything. You just don't have any kind of understanding. Then we got saved, and we we got saved, and we there was an exchange, and we came up to the high place. And we and and, and here's here's what we want to you know make a big thing out of today. Okay, um, we'll go on to those final points there because this is really important we want to make a big thing out of this uh, when you get saved and there's an exchange and you're seated in this high place okay and all of your privileges are restored it's really important that you have to get your beliefs caught up with what happens so when you get saved the life of God comes on the inside of you and you are actually seated in heavenly places but if you don't understand and believe that, you'll still think low. You'll still think like the world thinks. Okay? So it's really important to know that. So don't, you know, and you can do what you want to do. There's certain things like we don't watch on television in our house. Like we can be watching something, and as soon as they introduce adultery, we turn it off. And you say, well, what if the rest of the movies go? Well, we don't want adultery in our living room. Okay, and so I'm just saying, you know, you feed on something, don't feed on the wrong thing. You know, there, we, we could be watching something, and if they introduce nudity, it goes off, because we don't, well, you know, we don't want nudity in our living room. Now, I'm okay with war, you know. <laughs> I'm okay with, and I'll tell you why, because that's all fake, that's fake. You know, like when they do all the things, it's catch-up or whatever, or, or, I'm sorry, I should say tomato sauce, you know, but it's fake, you know, it's all fake, and so I can see all that gory stuff, and it doesn't bother me at all, I know some other people can't, but the nudity is real, and the adultery, acting out adultery, it's like, why do you want to see it? So, what am I saying here? You feed on and hang around, uh, somebody once said, well, my, my children are afraid at night, and I, and I asked this question, I said, do you watch horror movies? Do you put horror movies on it? Yeah, well, get rid of the horror, you know, I'm just saying, get rid of the horror movies. This is practical application. You feed on horror movies, and what's it going to do? It's going to create fear. It'll bring fear into your house, and then fear causes that, that's one of the uh, collateral damage of fear, you know? So th these are like practical things on how to apply that, what I'm talking about here. So um, just a few, a question. Do we live life from our elevated place of grace? So this is just, you know, you answer that for yourself. Are you living life as a Christian from your elevated place? You know, we all have to rub shoulders with people in the world. So if you're rubbing shoulders with people in the world and they're talking, don't buy into their beliefs. You keep your beliefs. Don't buy into their habits and their way of life. You keep your way of life and your, your habits, godly habits, that is, okay? Um, and, and then here's another thought. We can overcome the situations of life from our place in Christ. Not real, really simple, but I mean, if you feed on the right stuff and you renew your mind, you can overcome all the situations that life presents, you know, and it's available for us, okay? And then God has made provision for our spirit, soul, and body. Real simple thoughts, but you know, of course, when you get saved, you get elevated. You're seated in heavenly places in Christ. Every, all of your benefits are restored, but if you don't do something with this 
and, re- and get it caught up. Renew your mind, the Bible says. Get it caught up to what God did. You'll actually be living lower than you should be living. Okay? And then even the body. God made pres- Jesus took stripes on his back. Sickness and all that was put on him for the physical healing of us. All right? And then uh, just a few more. Anything that is not righteousness, peace, and joy can be overcome. Thank God for our right standing. We're the righteousness of God in Christ. Hallelujah. Thank God that he said the kingdom of heaven is also peace. Now, here's, if you have a lack of peace in any area, it can be overcome. But watch what you're feeding on. Watch how you talk. Watch how, you know, like here just, this came in, I'm just saying this. Uh, it just came into my spirit, so I'm going to say it. If you work for a company and you're not the boss and, you're, you know, you're working for somebody else, it's, it, I just really suggest this. And maybe you wouldn't understand it unless you were the boss before, somewhere else. But once you become the boss, you'll understand what I'm saying. But if you do work for a company and you aren't the boss, uh, don't have an anti-establishment attitude. Don't always question the company and question their decisions. You think, well, I don't know why I don't get promotions and I don't know why. Well, maybe that's one of the reasons. Like, you know, become a blessing. Become a help. Hold up, the, hold up your employer's arms and be positive and become a company person. I, I, I don't know, you know, that might not be a good thing for some people to hear, but hey, you know what? I know one thing. If I wasn't the senior pastor here, I would sure be wanting to hold up somebody else's arms. And along those lines, I, if I could say just thank you for, we have people here that I want to just thank God for if it's okay. Like there's David and Lindy Sweet, there's James and Jenny, uh, there's others that aren't here, but... All, Otto and Helen, you know, all these ones, Alan and Anita, all these, um, Karen, all these people that were in the ministry and they understand and they know how to hold your, your arms up. I want to just say thank you to you guys for, for being like company. In other words, you buy in. Des and Julie, I just saw there, you know, just people that are so, that you were there, you know what it's like and you're that way. You can do that where you work. And, and I'll tell you, you just watch you watch what happens, you know. Amen. So, a few more things here. Anything that isn't righteousness, peace, and joy can be overcome. So, you know, examine why don't you have peace? Are you mad at somebody? You keep talking about them. You know, have you not forgiven? You know, uh, why don't you have joy? A lot of times for the same reason. Examine what you're believing about people, about God, about life. What, what are your beliefs and what are you saying? That can turn everything around, okay? And here's, here's a, the last final thoughts. Our beliefs and words bring either life or death into our lives. Our beliefs and words bring either life or death into our lives. You know, believing the right thing and saying the right thing brings life. The wrong thing brings death. And that, that was in our weekly newsletter, that statement. And then uh, this, these last two statements were in the weekly newsletter we sent out by, by email. And the, the last one is, right words are a result of right beliefs. So if you want your words to be right, you have to make sure your beliefs are right. Okay? Praise God. Hallelujah. Father, I thank you so much for everyone that's here today, Lord. Thank you for your word. We thank you that we were born to overcome Father, we thank you that greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. Father, we thank you that everything that's not peace, joy, and righteousness can be overcome and changed. We thank you so much for all of that. 
Father, before we dismiss today, we want to make sure in the event that if there would be somebody with us today that doesn't know Jesus as Lord, what a wonderful opportunity to help them come into the kingdom of God. So Father, thank you for speaking to any hearts here, to people. Thank you for speaking to people that do not know Jesus as Lord. Father, you can speak by your Holy Spirit and you can let them know that there is a heaven to gain and a hell to lose. There is a, 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 an opportunity to be connected to the creator of the universe, to have life, hallelujah, to be not, no longer alienated with God, but to come into eternal life and have hope like that. Father, I thank you so much for speaking uh, to anyone here that they have an opportunity to come into the kingdom. In your precious name, I thank you. Praise you, Father God. If you're with us today and the Holy Spirit is talking to you and, and just saying to you, yes, Jesus is Lord. Yes, He is the way, the truth, and the life. Yes, it is right to pray this prayer. The Holy Spirit will say things like that. We are going to pray this prayer with you. And if you'll pray this from your heart and say it with your mouth, this is your opportunity to no longer be alienated from God, to have eternal life, to have spiritual understanding and to have victory, eternal hope, all of those things. This is your time. So I'm going to ask everybody in the auditorium if you'll just close your eyes right now. It helps to close your eyes. You can concentrate. You don't see anything going on around you and you can pray from your heart right now. So let's do this right now. Let's all say this as a church family together. And if, if you're with us, and Jesus isn't your Lord, this is your time right now. So let's say this together. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for sending Jesus. Jesus, I thank you. You came for me. You died for me. You went to hell for me. You were raised for me. Jesus, I call you Lord. Jesus, you're Lord. I believe God raised you from the dead and you're welcome in my life. Thank you so much that you love me. Thanks for listening. We're always encouraged to hear how God is using this ministry to change lives. If you have a story you would like to share about how God is working in your life, please let us know and send us an email at church at if you would like more information or resources on this or other topics, or if you would like to sow into this ministry financially to help us share messages just like this one each week, please visit our website at rhema.org.au.